Welcome to Opt In with April Jasper. Relevant conversations about topics important to eye care providers today. So three days ago, David, I think the the big thing, the big event that happened here in West Palm Beach was a passenger landing. What was it? A Cessna? Yeah, aircraft? Cessna Grand Caravan. Uh, at our Air, airport. Airplane right here at the airport. Yeah. So what in the world was that about? Do yeah, you remember any of the details? I think the pilot went incoherent. A medical emergency. Medical emergency is all that they really said. I mean, they didn't say too much about it. But yeah, this this passenger stepped in, got up in the cockpit, I guess, and landed the plane. The, called, the, he called the air, tower. air yeah. traffic control, right? Yeah, the tower talked him down, talked him through it. And Can they, you they imagine? Made it. That'd be pretty amazing. I mean, you've taken a couple of flight lessons. Yes. More I've than got a couple. Few, yeah, I've got a few <laughs> hours and that would be... Uh, you For never st- having flown a plane ever, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. It's, so, uh, it's impressive. I heard an interview. So and all of you listening, you've got to listen to the story. It was pretty cool. But I heard him interviewed and somebody asked him, now do you want to get your pilot's license? Oh, and they he actually said, asked. See, I didn't hear that. Yeah. And he, he said, uh, H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, so, well. Let's think about how that brings us back to today. So in our part one, we're at part two, right? Yep, of, living, uh, living your life in crescendo, right? Yes. So where did we leave off? Well, you had just finished talk, talking about um, getting through meningitis in 2004. Yeah. This was kind of the main reason behind living your life in crescendo and just treating people the way you want to be treated Yeah. and uh, treating people the best possible way, not just the way you want to be treated, right. but just treating everybody the way you, you can't, you can't do anything wrong. You have to do it. It's all right. No matter what happens. And you know what's interesting is when you reach a moment like that, so for this gentleman that landed that aircraft, I I guarantee you there's thoughts that went through his head and maybe that was a life-changing moment for him. Who knows what he does different in his life as as a result of that moment. But I can tell you for me, meningitis was one of those moments. But what happens many times is you have that moment. It's life-changing. You're going to make this not really a complete change, but sort of, I was never really aware of the fact that I could take good care of a patient and not have a good impact on them and not bring value to them. So right. what happens, I think, is that you you get on this new path. This is your goal. And it seems like so many times there are new roadblocks that come up that try to stop you along your way. Yep. And so what else happened in 2004 that I might be able to describe or you as a mm. roadblock? Well, I guess we had... Uh... We had a couple of hurricanes that year, back-to-back hurricanes. Yeah. What was that, September or October that year? It was late in the hurricane season. We had two hurricanes back-to-back. The first one shut the office down for, I think, almost two weeks, no power. And then the second one, the same thing. We didn't have any damage. Thankfully. Um, Yeah, but it was just... um, Financial damage. Financial damage was incredible. Um, The SBA jumped in and helped a lot of people out that year. Right. And it's It's a good thing. But it's scary, the, just the anticipation and not knowing what, right. what's going to happen. Right. That's part of it. And then living the life of two weeks of no power is right. certainly no fun. Yeah. Kids are tiny, so they're running around. I remember when nightfall hit, you learn really quick. We weren't much for camping, you know, but we quickly <laughs> learned how to camp. Well, we camped as kids, but that but, was... 35, yeah, 40 years without ago. Without children and in a without, tent. Yeah. But and, now we learned suddenly. And in the woods. Up, right. We learned to pick up the toys because well, what yeah. was happening is uh, nightfall would come and we had not prepared for dark. And no, so and it is 
dark. <laughs> we were tripping over toys, you name it. Yep. But to bring it back to the, the topic of our conversation, you just get to where your focus is on living this different life and your focus is on how you can make a difference for your patients. And mm -hmm. then you get these roadblocks, these things that are thrown in your way. And so you realize, and what I realized is that I can be on this path, but I want to be consistent with every single patient every time. Right. And so that led us then to this search of how do we make certain that we're consistently providing value to every patient every single time. Right. And that pretty much led to your series that you did on the practice of distinction, right? Yes. So and I got to go back to those books, but you're right, David. Practices of Distinction was that series that we wrote. I remember writing it on Thanksgiving weekend. It was 2014, 14, I, think. I think. Over Thanksgiving, I finished out that series of presentations, and it was a three-hour series. Yep. The book is on its way, by the way. I can't wait for you to have that. And it's one of our recorded courses where we walk through all of it. Right. But if I go back to the books that are in front of all of you, the one thing that's interesting is we talked about we talked about the whole meningitis experience. First, we talked about seven habits of highly effective people. We talked about the speed of trust a little bit. That's another book that Stephen Covey has written. And where that one had an impact on me was understanding as we talked through what do we do to keep this consistent? The one example he uses in Speed of Trust, which I love, is of the bank accounts. Yeah. And he talks about how you have an account with your every customer, every person. Every person you talk to. Yeah. Right. And this account, you can either deplete it with yep. negative experiences. Right. Or you can grow that account. With, with deposits. Yep. With Trust deposits. deposits. And what a deposit might be for you may not be a deposit for me, right. meaning what you might like, and we learned a little bit more about each other. We'll talk to everybody about this yeah. one time coming up when we did these uh, assessments of our behaviors, you know, and why you do the things you do. Right. And what might create a deposit for you might not for me. And mm -hmm. I had to learn that patients are the same way. What might make a difference for one patient won't for another. So there's some things you have to do different, mostly the way you communicate with them. Right. But there's a lot that you're going to do that's the same. Yep. So speed of trust, amazing. Lots of stuff we'll talk about down the road. Seven habits was good. We already talked about from strength to strength. That's the one down here at the bottom of the, the pack. First things first, that is what really everything came to because remember that hospital experience and it helped me to understand that I feel like I had been governed by the clock my entire life up until then, which means my life was governed by one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, right. instead of making decisions based on what's going on in my heart. What is our purpose? What is our focus? Right. And I thought about it even this morning while we were at church and I'm listening to the message this morning and um, I thought about how, what, what's an example I can use to really help people to understand what this whole concept of practice, creating a practice of distinction is about. And if you think about it, if you were to redesign your house, there are certain things that when you pick your design and you pick what it wants, you want it to look like that will fit in that design and things that won't. We all watch HGTV so much. We watch all these renovations. You're not going to put a modern setup in a historic, necessarily home. You're going to have different ways of doing things. Right. You're going to have a different style 
than someone else. Mm -hmm. A practice of distinction, creating that, you have to put first things first. First of all, are you going and living your life and doing everything you're doing according to your compass, your purpose, your why? Or is everything you're doing just getting from one thing to the next and never really having a consistent process that you follow? Exactly. So that's what that one was. And then we started to look at how are we going to know if what we're doing is working? And that's where I think the loyalty effect came into place. And that's where David and I really started to understand the ultimate question. Fred Reicheld, and I follow him on on, um, LinkedIn. He's got great stuff that he shares, but the ultimate question, the one question that matters the most, if you ask it to any customer, patient, whoever it is, and we do try to do that in our surveys. Yeah. And that is, do you think people know? That is, <laughs> would you refer your family or friends? Right. And that's really all that matters because people can say that you're great, that they love you and that right. you've done a great job. But if they won't refer somebody. That's right then there's something about us that isn't quite ticking. Yep. So that was that one. And then we got to indispensable. Right. So this one is interesting because it says indispensable, how to become the company that your customers can't live without by Joe Calloway. And I love the story behind this one. Do you remember going skiing one year? Do you remember when I got this? I do. Very interesting. I'm the one that always, you guys all go and you have fun. You're the athlete. Everybody's going to learn a little bit about how that fits into life. I'm not the athlete. Uh, Part of it's because I had asthma as a child and the doctor said I couldn't do a lot of stuff. We didn't have inhalers at that time. Anyway, you guys are skiing. I went to a used bookstore. I found this book and I sat down and started reading it and I was just amazed. And so one of the things in here that it talks about is how important it is that you create a process that is consistent all the way through. And if you do, you can become a company that your customers cannot live without. Right. So that started me down the path. I'm still searching though. We still don't have a system. We don't have the steps. We don't have the process. It's still, I'm in investigation mode. So you're saying you're not, you haven't completed it yet? Is that what you're saying? Well, I kind of have an idea. You've helped me to kind of get there, but I do agree. You're never done. It's never over. So we're going to get to creating your practice of distinction next, but let's take a, a break to learn a little bit from our sponsors. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicell, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicell technology. So in the last segment, you were talking about the ultimate question, right? Yes. And turns out that that's another question for, it's basically another description of the uh, net promoter score. Right, right? yeah. So Fred Reicheld is the author of the ultimate question. That That's actually what his uh, one of his books is. And in it, he talks about loyalty, value, and he talks about how important it is to keep track of that net promoter score. So a lot of us do that now in the practice. David, I know you set up the whole uh, process for us of asking different questions. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that other questions aren't important. No. It just means that the one that is most important and is the, the one that actually brings you the results, which is the net promoter score, 
is that one which is would you refer your friends and family and and it needs to be on a scale of one to ten exactly so you can get that all the the details in the book you can go online and actually look up fred reicheld and and see all of the stuff all the research he's done and what's really cool is all of these things are important to us but they're equally important to any business that's out there today right and so I, what are some of those businesses basically yeah so what do you think they are you know i think that some of the most they're everywhere so what's really cool is they're everywhere there's right. a lot of businesses out there that are really showing us how we can do it better mm-hmm. and i remember david people asking us about our competition they some of the times people will ask us why why do you share everything that you do with everybody even your competition and my answer always was, my competition isn't the person down the street. My no. competition isn't another eye care provider. My competition is me. And what I mean by that is that if we don't do it well, they're we're going to lose our patients. Absolutely. If you're doing a fabulous job, yep. and if your patients can't live without you, then I don't really care what someone else is doing. And, and I want to help them do better because there's right. enough patients for all of us. Oh, Absolutely. And so as you think about this whole process and how important it is, and you asked me about other businesses, I think the one that's written about a lot is Starbucks. We've got a lot of really cool coffee shops here in town that are incredible. And the ones you walk in and you want to be in, you've got stores that stand out. I think the challenges, a lot of them start out as awesome, but don't maintain their awesomeness. Well, it is kind of funny because you'll have a store, we won't mention names, right? But they'll have a product that everybody has to have. But if you go in to try and get service or something like that, or, yeah. ha- or you have a problem with the product, that's going to be, that's a completely different game sometimes. Yep. And it can completely shut down that entire net promoter score. You can, right. you can have the best product in the world, but if you're not servicing it properly, you're not treating the yeah. customers, you're not getting them in and out fast and you can't make an appointment. You got to do it online. It's just, I mean, there's so much stuff that goes right. into that. I think Chick-fil-A uh, mm-hmm. We have public supermarkets here. I mean, I shop there. I don't go anywhere else. And so, I mean, there's there's several, I think, that we could mention. And what oh, I, always, yeah. I always tell people to do is think of what we're describing. Think of someone that you could not live without or you would, you'd be physically ill. You'd almost be physically ill if that business went out of business. Hmm. And there have been times, I mean, there's people that I can tell you, our IT company, we're going to have oh, yeah. our IT team on, on the show at some yep. point. Yeah. But I can tell you there was a day when I thought we might lose him and his his team and I was upset. Were you? A little bit. Yeah. I think we were upset enough to... to Make sure we didn't lose him. To make sure we didn't lose him. <laughs> and, uh, but to, that's the example. Yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of examples like that. And I think it's incredible to know that in the world we live in, we can be a practice of distinction. We can be right. a business of distinction. So... Yep. You asked me about a book. So we have another book that I haven't shown anybody yet today. And that is Create Distinction. What to do when great isn't good enough to grow your business. And that one's written by Scott McCain. And this is the one that really put me on track with the concept and the word distinction. And so there's pretty much everything we do. Our website, a lot of the things that we've created are all about getting to that point of having a business of distinction. And it's not just for eye care, but because that's the business we're in, right. that's where we put a lot of our energy and focus. But 
in order to get there, we realized we needed to really have it written out. We needed right. to have those steps. Those so protocols. Yes. And that's for every single procedure in the office. Yeah. So we broke it down to six steps. We're going to share that with you down the road. Yep. But there are six key things. And they're not necessarily in order, although you do have to know the vision and mission of your practice, yeah. which is what we kind of talked about earlier. What What is your why? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know that, it's like not knowing what style you're going to do your home renovation in. If you don't know that purpose, then you really have a lot of trouble when things come up. What technology do you buy? What right. what employees do you bring on your team? Mm-hmm. You can't ever make that call if you don't know who you are and what you want your business to look like. Right. And for people that know me, they know people that know me well. And David could tell you, I, I seem sometime like I probably seem sometimes like I'm. Uh, he's, if you could watch this and see his face, <laughs> I probably seem sometimes like I'm a little tough. And by that, I mean that, um, strict, not strict, but I, I know what I want. Right. And so I'm the nicest person in the entire world, but I know what I want and I want it to be just perfect for patients. Right. And if it's not, then we either need to fix it. And if right. it's not fixable because of the person that I'm working mm-hmm. with, doesn't want to fix it, then they just need to find a business that fits in their style. Yeah. There's no, I mean, there is no room for customers being unhappy at our office. And if, right. if you can't fit into that, then yeah, yeah it's, there's no, there is no give. We're not going to, you're just not going to give on that. It's so it's We've just a matter it. of finding the right people and getting them in. And we have a, we have a tool for that as well. That's right. So Hiring. We'll, we'll tell you more about that coming down the road. That would be great. But in the first episode, we talked about gas prices. Remember that? We talked about how crazy it's getting right now. And, yeah. and one day, hopefully that won't be the case. But I think that it does put fear in your heart. And so here's the beauty of everything and how to wrap it up really and how to bring it all to a um, better understanding of how it fits together. So let's start with... Living your life in crescendo, what that really means to me is I want to live my best life. I want Mm -hmm. every moment to count. I don't want to waste time when I only have so much and we don't know how much time we have. And we want our team to live the same way. And I want them to live in crescendo because I know that's their happy place. Mm -hmm. And the way we do that, we mapped out the six steps to distinction in our business. So that's our business. The way we do that in life is we try to bring value to other people and several books. I mean, a lot of these actually cover that. Mm -hmm. And then what happens, and we talked about it last time, is that you hit roadblocks. So this book became a part of my life. It was 2009. I was going to say 08, 09. And what happened in 2008 that made us go chasing down this book? Well, a little bit of a recession in the economy. And maybe that sounds familiar. You know, people are worried about that again. And I mean, I can tell you, we live in Florida. Everybody knows that home prices are outrageous. Oh man. It's very difficult for even our employees because yeah. how are they going to find a home that they can afford and be able to work at the office? And I, right. I struggle for them. Right. I, I want to help everybody. I mean, if I were independently wealthy, I'd go build a place to house everybody that I love. <laughs> the trouble is that number of people I love is too big and I can't, right. I can't fix it, but here's what I can do. As we go down that path of being worried and scared, what I loved about this book, which we got in 2009, another Covey book, is that he talks about predictable, well, the title is Predictable Results in Unpredictable Times, How to Win in Any Environment. Yep. 
So what was really cool is when we got this and we started to read this and understand better the concepts, which is, this is another course that we teach on our website. As we started to understand the concepts, the, the basic concept and the one that stood out is that if you execute priorities with excellence, you'll continue to have the results that you want. You'll be one of those businesses back in 2009. Remember there were businesses that were doing really well and there were some that weren't. And David, yeah. I remember you tried to make me feel better because I get a little stressed out when the numbers aren't what we want them to be. Mm-hmm. And you're, you tried to make me feel better. You're like, well, April, we are in a little bit of a recession. And, and if anybody's just jumping on, we are not saying that we are today in a recession. <laughs> what we're saying is there was a time in 2009. Yeah. And we'd already been going through this whole process of creating a practice of distinction. Yep. 2004 was meningitis, so living life in crescendo. Right. And even now, but even, so let's put it in today's, right? So where are we at? We're in May, 2022. Yep. So what happened in April and May of 2020? So, I mean, so COVID hits, pretty much shuts everybody down. Business just dries up. Um, Very little, very few people walking through the door. But Which, I wasn't worried about it because right. I went back to this book again. Right. I went back there then. Right. And but what I'm, I'm back saying there is now. right. But saying t- if you bring it into today's perspective, right? So there's reasons. There could be reasons. There's the office might not be doing as good today. Like say say your your April and May might be down. Well, there's probably a pretty good reason that your April and May could be down a little bit. The following after the following two right. years. Yeah. For some people, some they're people, still living the their the, their recalls, right? Sure. Some, sure. Sometimes your recalls aren't the same. So there, but don't there's be a reason. worried. And no. I think that's what we're trying to say is remember, exactly. go back to those same principles. You've mm-hmm. got to live every day as if it's your best day, yep. knowing which I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. It's going to be in an article that's coming out here in the next month. But this quote, it's on my wall over here. There are far better things ahead than any we leave behind. And I, I think that's so important to remember that you've had challenges. I've had challenges. There may be more. Yep. And I've said consistently, I'm not promising people that the rest of your life is going to be better and that you won't have challenges. Right. But what I can tell you is if you do the things that we know are tried and true methods to bringing value to patients, if you create a practice of distinction, right, you'll make it through the tough times. Right. And And that's what we're hoping to do with this podcast. We're hoping to help people. We'll bring those resources to you. Yeah. So it won't always be David and I. We we want to share with you the things that we know. We'll bring other people on that help us with some of the stuff that really we're not the experts at. But we also want to bring you real life examples of of things that we've been through, how we've learned from them. And uh, David just really wanted all of you to hear why it is that I have this motto and I uh, (laughs) try to live this life. Now, it doesn't mean I'm perfect Uh and I will... None of us are. David's being kind. He knows I'm not. I have my moments. I had a moment today where I was just stressed out. And most of the time, though, my stress is because I worry that I'm not bringing value to people. Right. And it's not even really about me because I just don't care necessarily about me. I care about the fact that I want to help other people through their struggles. Yep. So we're going to keep doing it. Yep. We're going to keep bringing you more and more content. It's going to be fun. We just want you to know how much we appreciate you listening. And we love hearing from you. I've heard from so many of you already, and it just touches my heart. So thank you from David and I for all that you've done for us and for listening as we go through this. Before neural lenses, I always had eye strain, eye dryness, eye fatigue, moderate to severe headaches. I had to take prescription medication. It was to the point where I guess they'd want me to sit down and call her or read them books, and I couldn't. I 
Couldn't do nothing. When I got my neural lenses, my headache went away. I wasn't taking Tylenol anymore. Can't explain it, but it worked. I would pay double for my neural lenses because I can't go a day without them. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Opt In with Dr. April Jasper.